At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. You're listening to the Urban Farm Podcast, your partner in the Grow Your Own Food revolution. Whether you've just been introduced to urban farming or you're a lifelong advocate, we're sure you'll leave feeling more informed, equipped, and empowered to dig deeper into the soil of your local food economy. With you every step of the way, here's your host, Greg Peterson. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Michael Temez, author of Transformative Nutrition, The Ultimate Guide to Healthy and Balanced Living, to talk about his experience with healthy living. Michael was morbidly obese, had sleep apnea, high blood pressure, and advanced gum disease. Not only did he lose 105 pounds, but he also reversed all of his lifestyle-related health conditions. This enabled him to transform the dysfunctional relationship he had with food, his lifestyle, and his true self. Michael's health journey was intensified when he lost five family members in 18 months. Because of the impact of these losses on his life, Michael was forced to have major breakthroughs with the things that were most difficult to deal with. After experiencing all of these life transformations, He was highly inspired to become a certified health coach and wrote an empowering book about healthy and balanced living. Welcome to the show today, Michael. Hey, Greg. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited to chat. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at now? Sure. Um, wow. Like, where do I start? Um, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, if I I, uh, rewind back to when I was in high school... Mm -hmm. Well, actually, even before that, because this actually, it's interesting that I'm on the show because I was always, I was always uh, passionate about gardening mm-hmm. and I, and I lived in a, in a, an apartment in, in a inner city Chicago. Wow. And interestingly, the yards in the neighborhood I lived in were huge for being the city. So uh-huh. my grandfather always grew his, his vegetables and stuff and I got into it. So I was always active and I was into sports and everything. And I, I kind of had a, a good understanding of of good foods you know mm-hmm. and long story short I met this girl in high school and I fell in love and she had a child and I raised the child for about a year and a half found out the child was not mine and then that created a big depressed state in my life oh, like it really like it created a lot of problems for me I mean I just I entered into like an I don't care mode where I just mm. ate whatever I ate fast food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't, get, I didn't care about the consequences. I didn't work out. I just, I was, I was miserable and sad. And I put on about seventy or eighty pounds in the course of about a year and a half or so. And this this lifestyle continued. And in that process, I was diagnosed with um, sleep apnea, mm-hmm. which is a very scary disease to have when you're nineteen, twenty years old. Oh yeah. You know, really, I, when, I really when you're any age. Yeah, when you're any age, especially when you're young, because it's like you should be, vi- you know, full of vitality and and, mm-hmm. and doing stuff and not have to worry. Because, I, I mean, I was scared at that point. I was 
I was falling asleep driving sometimes because oh, wow. the sleep apnea was so bad. Yeah. And I was scared. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to, I had to do something because I knew if I kept living that way and the doctor even told me, you know, I I slept with a CPAP machine, mm-hmm. which is what you have a mask on your face to give you air when you have sleep apnea. And that helped with the condition, but it didn't cure the underlying causes of that, of right. that illness. Yeah. And I knew that I didn't want to be on a breathing machine for the rest of my life. I didn't want to take medications and I didn't want surgery. I didn't want them cutting my throat open. I said no to all that stuff. So, I mean, no, actually I slept with the machine, but I said no to all, to all the other invasive procedures. Right. But I knew that I had to make a, I had to make a change because if I kept on living the way I was, I was going to either have like a heart attack or a stroke or something Mm -hmm. because that's just, that's what happens when you're that much overweight and have all these health problems. And I had, I had pretty high blood pressure at the same time on top of it all. So it got to the point where I fell asleep driving and I rear-ended somebody. And wow. I was scared. Yeah, I woke up. I was like, okay, this is if this is not an aha moment, yeah. then I don't know what. Okay. So why so I, I, have, ha- I have a question for you here. Sure. Why, why was that important? You said if this is not an aha moment, why are those aha moments important? They're important because – they are a pivotal moment in your life yeah. or one of the, one of the pivotal moments that happen in your life. And sometimes, sometimes these aha moments happen and we're like, Oh, whatever. I'll just go about my day. Mm -hmm. And then a whole world of opportunity is missed. And if you, on the other, on the other hand, if you look at that aha moment and you're like, Whoa, life is trying to teach me something here. I need to wake up now (laughs) and, do something with this message I'm getting. So yeah. that's what happened in my case. It was like, okay, I'm 20 years old and I just fell asleep driving. This is not normal for my age. No, no way. So I just, I started a, a, a exercise workout plan. I started researching, learning about nutrition, re-educating myself mm-hmm. on, on the innate knowledge. I knew this stuff. Right. I was born with this now. We're born with this. I mean, we're connected to the earth. We have this this connection to the plants and everything that grows. So I was just being reminded of this connection we have to food, this mm-hmm. this this energy, this this substance that sustains us and, yeah. and, and gives us the fuel that we need to get through our day and mm-hmm. and live our life. So I learned everything I possibly could. And the in the course of about ten or eleven months, I lost seventy pounds and went for a follow-up sleep study and the results from the sleep study showed that I no longer had sleep apnea and my blood pressure was normal again. Wow. So this was a, this was the course of almost a year of, well, go ahead. I, I, I was gonna say, hold on, that, that's amazing. I just, I want to frame that out. You said you no longer have sleep apnea and your blood pressure was normal. Yeah. And you did that yeah. through eating and exercise. That's it. it just, wow. I mean, I, you talk about old school. I mean, I didn't, I, and this was the time when diet pills were all over the place. Uh-huh. Eat what you want. Take this diet pill. You'll lose weight, blah, blah, blah. All this crap of these, all these fad diets out there and yep. these gurus coming and saying this and that it's, it's garbage. All of it. You know, I used food, you know, just like the uh, quote from uh, Hippocrates using food as medicine yep. and medicine is food. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. And I used food to heal my body from the inside out. So I wouldn't need medication. I wouldn't need surgery. I wouldn't need any invasive procedures. I mm-hmm. wouldn't need anything artificial that I couldn't get, you know, from the earth. Right. Wow. So really where we're looking at right now is this 
this a relationship with food and understanding that. So why is that such an important thing for us to understand the relationship with food? I mean, we can kind of surmise from what your story, but I want you to speak to that more deeply. Yeah, definitely, Greg. The problem we have right now, and the, the reason that we have an obesity epidemic in America and other parts of the world is because we have a dysfunctional relationship to food mm. in general. And, you know, we, we, we understand dysfunctional relationships in a, in a different sense as far as like marriage and friendships go. Oh, yeah. But when we, we look at food, we don't really connect the dots and see how if you have a dysfunctional relationship with food, that's going to throw off all the other areas in your life. You know, you're going you're gonna to see a difference in your body. You're going to feel different. You're going to have different, you know, energy level problems. You're going to, it's going to affect even your career and other like your, your social life, because if you, if you're lethargic and tired because you're eating like crap, then all the other areas are going to be affected the same way. Yeah. So once we reestablish a functional relationship with food, we can then create from that and, 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 and have functional relationships in all the other areas of our life. We can Mm. heal our relationship with our job and career. We can heal our relationship to our finances, to our, to our significant others, to our uh, friends, you know, all these areas can be healed once we, once we heal our bodies with, with food and, and with, with nature. So tell me, th- that's, a, that's a big stretch from healing your body to healing your relationships. Can you make that connection for me? How is that possible? How did that happen? Actually, let me ask it this way. How did that happen for you? How it happened for me was it took years of digging really deep mm-hmm. to find the root cause of my physical health problems. Mm. Yes, f- yes, nutritious food healed me physically. But mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, mm-hmm. food did not treat those those uh, imbalances, and that's why there, there's this um, concept called non-physical food, which are those three areas I just mentioned: your, your thoughts, your emotions, and your your spiritual connection. All play a role in how you eat, why you eat, how what um, why you eat the foods that you eat, and they all are connected to the food and how it interacts physically with your body. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if someone is miserable, if someone is in a miserable relationship or staying at a job they absolutely hate, uh-huh. they're going to eat very differently than someone that's in a nurturing, caring, beautiful relationship and genuinely, authentically likes their job. Yeah. You think about it. You know, people come home and stuff their face because not because they're hungry. You know, they reach for the potato chips or the, the cookies. Because they're in a sad situation that they don't know how to get out of, uh-huh. that they, you know, they want to get out of or they want to transform but don't know the steps to take to make that happen. Uh-huh. That's how the connection is made oh, wow. with physical food to right. non-physical, you know, your thoughts, your, your emotions and all that. So you're a certified health coach and I suspect that this process that you just outlined, you coach people about that, don't you? Yeah, that's exactly what my health coaching is designed to work through with my clients and uh-huh. my book is my book as well. My book is my health coaching program. Oh wow. Crammed crammed into 230 pages I believe it is. Basically giving you a powerful overview of everything that the health coaching is all about. Oh. And the and just like I was explaining mm-hmm. the connection the emotional mental spiritual connection to the physical food. Mm-hmm. I explain in detail how you can start Asking, asking yourself questions like, why is it that I'm choosing this food? Does it work for my body? Mm-hmm. Am I listening to the, mm-hmm. to the 
to the communication that my body is is trying to you know tell me because our body is always communicating with us and a lot of time we live daily you know we live really busy lives right we tend to kind of brush that off you know we brush these symptoms off and take medication for them to cover them up but when you really look at it, our body's really saying, hey, I need some attention here. And my symp- these symptoms are the only way to get your attention. And we have to really, it's really powerful when you understand that. Then we can really see how we can build a functional relationship back with our body and with food. Wow. Cool. So tell us about your book. You mentioned it. So let's, let's dig in a little bit. Tell us about your book, what's in it, you know, like that. My book, Transformative Nutrition, The Ultimate Guide to Healthy and Balanced Living, is a it's designed to take away all of the research needed to get of anyone who has who has no concept of nutrition or is confused about all the conflicting information out there because my goodness it is, it is a, <laughs> there's it is so a, much out there yeah it's just ridiculous you, yeah. it makes you want to pull your hair out it's like okay one person says chocolate and wine good the other says it's bad and it's like right. okay every other day is something different <laughs> hold on I, I, and i say chocolate and wine is good i have to agree with you <laughs> Okay, you know, yay. There's, well, there's well there's health benefits yeah. in moderation. Oh, and of course, some people yeah. can't some people can't tolerate it. I mean, it, that's the whole concept of listening to your body. It's yeah. pretty sweet when you really understand it that way. So, my book goes into, you know, the detail of where to start if you really are confused about all this that I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. The the place to start, you know, is with, is within yourself. Because if we want to make monumental changes, if we want to transform not only our health of our body, but the health of our planet and the way we grow food and, you know, the, every, you know, the, the organic farming and the mm-hmm. agriculture and the, this whole green sustainable revolution we have, we want to really move that forward. Then the place we need to start is within our own self. Because if we have, you know, if we have all this turmoil and, and chemical stuff going on, then how are we going to make a clean world if we're yeah. if we're unclean internally? I'm sitting over. So, I'm here sitting over here vigorously shaking my head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's in a nutshell. I mean, my book is what it goes into, and it's it covers topics for anything from what we're talking about, you know, like organic farming and composting to uh-huh. chemicals and foods and processed foods and reading labels to GMOs to the mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of our of ourself to. Yeah. To love, to love and how it can heal things. And it's just a very, it's basically 15 years of my life. Uh-huh. Research, all the blood, sweat, tears, uh-huh. fears, fears, all of it crammed into that book. All It takes away a lot of grunt work, a lot of trial and error from, uh-huh. from people that, you know, you don't have to go and go through all this stuff to learn mm-hmm. what's in my book because I've already gone through it and I presented it in a neutral Away, I'm just presenting information and giving yeah. people the opportunity to make an informed decision from the information that I present. Nice. Why did you write the book? I wrote it because there, like I said, there is an obesity epidemic, a diabetes problem in the United States of America and other places of the world. Uh-huh. We have a portion distortion going on in this country too. Oh my gosh! No kidding. Portions are 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 two to three hundred percent larger than they were in the '60s. Wow. And if you look at that statistical fact, and this is a fact now, it's, it's all over the internet. If you look it up, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a proven fact, it's three, two to 300% larger. And if you look at the waistlines, they as well are two <laughs> to 300% larger. larger. Yeah. Yes. It is correlated, it is, is intimately connected. Yeah. And I wrote the book so people can make the connection from the food to their waistline, mm-hmm. to their thoughts and their emotions and why they feel like crap and why they don't look 
a certain way or how, you know, just getting people present to creating a healthy and sustainable life in all aspects. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have 10 years of organic gardening experience and are an advocate for home cooked food and homegrown food. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. I, like I said, when I was growing up, I had an urban farm, which is awesome that I'm on this show. Yeah. It truly was an urban farm. I mean, I was in, I was in the Logan Square neighborhood of Chicago Uh huh. and we grew, it's crazy how much we grew. I mean, we grew like, we grew like four different kinds of peppers, uh huh. both, both hot and sweet. And we grew corn. We grew like three varieties of tomatoes. We grew uh, um, cucumber, carrots. I man, I can't even remember. This was like 25, 25 years ago or so. Uh-huh. But we like we had a, a garden like every summer stocked. I and mean, we would just go out there and make salads straight from everything we picked from the garden. Isn't that cool? That is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Seriously, like people listening, like you got to agree with that. And that's something that, that makes you feel good too. And you uh-huh. got to like, you can't help but pass it on to someone else. Like right. the, the rewarding feeling <laughs> to just go out to your yard, grab some stuff, chop it up, and bam, you got a meal. It's yeah. just incredible. You know, it really is. Yeah. And that's that's way back when, when I was younger. And I moved around the, the Chicago suburbs a little bit. And for the most part, always had a yard. Mm-hmm. And we always grew stuff. But it wasn't as big as that, that farm, that, I mean, that uh, garden that I had in Chicago. Right. And now I unfortunately live in a small, uh, small living space, mm-hmm. and I don't have a yard or a garden. However, I do. I, I container garden, and I grow my I grow my own wheatgrass, and I grow sprouts, oh, and nice. I have several things growing in pots as well. Oh, so yeah. I mean that's that's another thing that I, I like to empower people that are in you know urban spaces like you know big cities like New York, Chicago, L.A. You can garden inside like that if you have the proper setup. You can make it happen. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it myself because I don't have the space. I mean, I'm as soon as I can, I'm, I'm going to have the space to do that. But for now, I'm making the best of the space I have. And I encourage listeners, if you have, con, you know, constricted space to, you know, in, in, you know, um, research and investigate into container gardening because it's, it can be just as rewarding, you know, growing all. You can even grow stuff year round inside. Oh, yeah. We had uh, Peter Burke on the show uh, back in January. This was show number, was January 5th. I'm looking to see on the show number. And he talked about the year-round indoor salad garden where he hmm. was, you know, growing all kinds of sprouts. You mentioned you did sprouts. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he did a year-round of sprouts. So he had, basically, he was farming on his counter. And it sounds like you're doing Sweet. some of that. Yeah, definitely. I actually just published an article on Cure Joy and they also uh, they also own Ayurveda.com and uh-huh. Cure Joy. On the, it's called the Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Own Sprouts at Home. Oh, nice! And I have I have I have detailed instructions, step by step instructions, and pictures on the process. Day one, you know, day two, and you can oh, see. Oh, nice! And it's awesome. You know, it's awesome when you put sprouts out in the sun. Uh-huh. It's usually two to three days before harvest. Right. They get so incredibly green. It's it's unbelievable, and that's because the sun. I mean, yeah. the, the the shoots of the sprout they soak up all of the the sun's energy, and it, all that chlorophyll goes all mm-hmm. the way up to the tops of the leaves, and they become so dark green, and they become they just look so vibrant. It's it's yeah. incredible and really it's, nutritionally it's very, dense for us. It's one of the most nutritionally dense. I'll tell you what, alfalfa roots go so deep in the soil. Mm-hmm. They grow they grow like up to fifty feet deep. 
Wow. So you're you're talking. It's grabbing the rare trace minerals that uh-huh. that you can't find in any other plant. Yeah. That's what makes alfalfa so amazing. And eating the sprouts is the offspring of that. So you know yeah. it's going to be even more packed. You know how you have the egg is the the powerful beginning of yeah. anything, and that's just like what sprouts are—the beginning of it. Wow. So, so awesome. So this article, you, so you wrote an article on sprouts. Correct. What was the name of it again? It is called The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Own Sprouts. It's on my website, and it's also on CureJoy, uh, CureJoy.com as I would, well. I was actually going to ask you to forward us that link, and we'll put it on the show notes page as well. Definitely. Fantastic. Many people are concerned about counting calories. You believe people should count chemicals instead. What exactly do you mean by that? That is a great question and one that I'd love to answer. We're kind of in a time period, and in, in especially in our society, where we're obsessed with counting calories mm. because a lot of the nutritionists and a lot of traditional approaches to weight loss are geared towards restricting you from foods and having you count calories. Uh-huh. And in my opinion, that approach is outdated because there's something more important that we need to count. And it's not calories, it's chemicals. Mm. If you look at the if you look at the labels, they're so deceiving these days. Yeah. The labels say trans fat free, all natural on the on the front. However, when you turn it over to the back and start reading these ingredients, uh-huh. it's like, okay, you just said this was something that it is truly not. Yeah. What is the deal here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you see it all the time. You you just pick up any random item on the shelves in the grocery store and you will see this contradictory statement on the front. Mm-hmm. That's why I encourage people to first of all, make sure that you, the food you eat is the actual ingredients. Oh yes. Go to the produce section, go get your fresh meats or fish. Those are the actual ingredients. And then you, you put those ingredients together and create your own masterpiece. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or so you, you're, go, you're eating fresh food. Yeah, that, the food is the ingredient. Yeah. You know, like like if you grow stuff, you grow, you have a garden, and you have a variety of vegetables, you have a you have a whole list of ingredients right there at your fingertips. So that actually lessens the need to buy processed food because you're only going to see ingredient labels on processed junk food. Right. You're not going to find it on fresh foods. You're not going <laughs> to find it on on anything you grow in your garden or anything anything you buy in the the farmers market or the co-op. Mm-hmm. The, you know, in the produce section. You're only going to find it on this highly processed stuff that they claim is all natural and blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, that that's that's why I think people should count the calories, like look, read the ingredient labels and educate on what these ingredients actually are and yeah. why they're bad for you and why you should not put them in your body. Because yeah. they're more way you I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Greg. Yeah, please. You can you can burn calories. You cannot burn certain uh, chemicals that lodge within your cells and in your brain. Yep. They sometimes stay in your in your system for years, if not for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And they introduce hundreds of new chemicals into our food supply every single year. And these chemicals go untested. They go without notice. And we don't even know that they're putting them in our food. Yeah. And that's why another reason why this podcast is amazing because it empowers people to sustain their their their, their food themselves to be their own producer of food. That's amazing. I love that. Well, thank you. So you've mentioned the importance of vitamin L. I know that I've never heard of that. What Mm -hmm. is it and why is it significant? My favorite vitamin, vitamin L. And I think that's the most important nutrient that we need in our diet. It is love. (laughs) I I was going to say that. I was going to say, hold on. Is this 
love. <laughs> and it is. Yay. And and I, I do a lot of cooking. I've always loved cooking. I used to watch those, you know, those cooking shows growing up, yeah. you know, like the Brew Gourmet and the Galloping Gourmet and Yan yeah. Can Cook. I don't know if people remember those from the 80s and 90s. Uh-huh. I used to watch those shows and I learned how to, I learned a lot from about cooking. And I'll tell you what, one thing that I really learned that significantly impacted me, impacted me and one thing that I love to share with people that I coach and in my book mm-hmm. is to infuse your food with love. Mm. When you cook, when you grow food, when you grow, when you're gardening, when you're weeding your garden, when you're planting seeds, when you're mm-hmm. transplanting, when you're harvesting, when you're grow, when you're uh, chopping them, chopping stuff up, when uh-huh. you're cooking, any process, any process, any part of the process, do it with love and see how much tastier the meal the meal comes out or how yeah. how much more of a yield you have from your heart you know your 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 crop yeah it's amazing and it's incredible it really does work when you actually nur- nurture your food mm-hmm. and put love into it it's 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 incredible i mean i i see it all the time i, I see it with my sprouts that i grow and the stuff that i grow inside my apartment yeah i see with the food that i make when i cook it's Pretty awesome. My, my first experience around really noticing this happened when I was in college and I went back to college late in the late 90s and I was eating at a restaurant one day and I was watching the people in back hmm. prepare my food <laughs> and they were basically just slopping it on the plate. That is very interesting that you brought that point up because I actually in my book I mentioned that exact scenario. Wow. And I didn't read your book yet. That's incredible. Think about a chaotic restaurant on a Friday night. Uh I mean, you think there's love in that food. They're like, get this, get this out of here. We need to, we need to get the next plate. They're just like, it's just chaos and fast. And there's, you know, there's no love energy in that food. Yeah. And you know, what's cool about that concept, the vitamin L concept is that it brings families closer together Mm -hmm. because when you have you have a family with, you know, you have the mother, father, and the kids are all whatever family dynamic, chopping vegetables up, talking, yeah. talking about their day, sharing mm-hmm. instead yep. of on their phone with their head in a question mark, you know, looking, yeah. they're sharing, they're engaging in yeah. life in a conversation with their, with the people they love the most mm-hmm. while cook, while preparing their food. Now talk about love. Now, how do you, how much taste do you think that's going to, that oh, meal is yeah. going to be as opposed to just a, you know, a one person chopping it up all all yep. angry and all fast and getting it done just to yeah. get it done. It's going to be very vastly different. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you what, Heidi and I, Heidi's my sweetie. Uh, she She's a yoga teacher and teaches in, in the early evenings. And so when I get done in, the, in my office here, which is at the house at the urban farm, and she arrives home, we come together in the kitchen and we chop and make dinner together. And it's it's sweet. It's Isn't it? wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's it makes awesome. It makes it all worth it, I think, for me. Yeah, definitely. It definitely adds to, you know, growing your own. Yeah. So especially when we're pulling so much of it out of our front and backyard. Mm -hmm. So how else do you think our thoughts and emotions can affect the way we eat and feel? Well, if you just look at, you know, our day to day life Uh and the things that happen and, you know, you really can't change what happens. You know, things happen and you either you, you process it and, and move on or a lot of the time we tend to react uh-huh. and a lot of the time the reaction is not a good one yeah. and that creates that creates a tendency to hold on to things hmm. for example in my situation in my example what I explained about my background 
I held on to that to that experience when I was a teenager yeah. of, of being cheated on and raising a child that wasn't mine. Right. I held on to that for many years. Wow. I'm and sure. I had trouble manifesting a healthy relationship because of that. Mm-hmm. I hated women. I didn't want to be in a relationship. Mm. I was disgusted by dating. <laughs> I was like, keep as far away from me as possible. I am single and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But the truth was, yeah, I was single. No, I was not happy. Yeah. <laughs> because I had all this anger and resentment that yeah. I was holding on to for all these years. I mean, it's like baggage. And just, it's like you get tired. You get physically tired of holding on to this non physical baggage. Mm-hmm. It really takes a toll on your body and your health. And my book is designed to have people start really getting present to how things that they've been holding on to all of these years are affecting. The, the way they eat and how they look and feel yeah. and the way they interact and the relationships they have and their job and everything, it's all connected. It really is. I think, I think that's a powerful statement. It's all connected. It really is. Yeah. So can you talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure and what you might have learned from it? One of my, one of the times that I, that I failed the, when I fell flat on my face, <laughs> I I was a very talented baseball player. I was I played semi pro ball, and I had scouts looking at me, uh, pro scouts looking at me, and um, offers for college. I had a lot of potential to make it to the big leagues, but that relationship that I that I had mm-hmm. that I had that I was in the dysfunctional relationship. I started cutting class, and I started not caring about baseball, and I kind of completely fell away from the whole game, all of it. And once I trans- once I lost all that weight, which was a, was, a, was like two to three year time period of the whole situation of you know me leaving her and the, losing all that weight. Right. I felt like a failure because I had no plan B. Hmm. I had I had plan A and plan A was my plan B and plan A was my plan C D and E. Yeah, <laughs> and that was baseball. That was baseball. I was yeah. good at it. And I was I knew if, I knew I knew without a doubt that I was going to be a professional baseball player. So mm-hmm. I didn't have a plan B and I had to look at the corporate nine to five world at that point because I had no other options and I didn't have money for school and that was just it. So I had to kind of rebuild my whole life from that point. And I did, I mean, I, I started, I just, I worked and then I started, like I said, I started learning everything I could. And now when I look back at that, that failure actually shaped and molded mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the amazing message that I'm getting out today. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that failure, me falling flat on my face, I wouldn't be able to get up now and look at that and say, I have this to offer the world yeah. in at this time of dire need. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. So what do you consider your biggest success? Definitely losing 105 pounds and reversing all my lifestyle-related health conditions wow. because of being obese. Yeah, that's huge. I, I just there's nothing else that I can think of, mm-hmm. and I know that's my bio, but that's like I cannot describe how much how successful that made you know that I feel mm-hmm. because of that experience. Yeah, and I can't articulate in words how much I want that for others mm-hmm. that are in the position that I was, or maybe experiencing something similar to what I've covered in this interview about the health adversities that I've had. Yeah. I'm here as an example for people to see that anything is possible, mm-hmm. not only with your health career or with relationships or with growing and manifesting your own sustainable food. 
just anything, anything's possible if you really believe it for yourself to be true. You know, you yeah. can create that and manifest it. You have to do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What what drives you? Life itself. Yeah. And that's because life itself is my greatest teacher. Mm. Just like Bruce Lee, the amazing, amazing uh -huh. philosopher, martial <laughs> artist that he was, yeah. one of my one of my heroes. Mm -hmm. He said it himself. Life is your greatest teacher. My greatest teacher for sure. That is what drives me. I get up in the morning. I'm like, dude, I have, I, I, I get to work today. And that, that is like, that's empowering and inspiring to me because yeah. the work that I do is my life, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's really what drives me right there. And that's what I encourage other people to find something that they can say the same. Yeah. And I, and I encourage people also to integrate that with their work somehow, because it, it will definitely make an impact on your health and mm -hmm. the way you eat too. It really does. Yeah. So uh, kind of as a side note at this point, uh, you're a health coach and um, you live in Florida, right? Correct. If somebody was in um, Tennessee or Portland, could they work with you? Skype. Ah, very good. <laughs> Is it, isn't our, our technology amazing? Oh, yeah. I love that. Skype or uh, Google Hangouts. Perfect. Perfect. Definitely. So, excellent, 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 excellent. So I'm all about education. I have to know, is there one book that has been, you know, significantly influential for you in this process? Oh, man, you're killing me. One, I got one choice. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> one choice. Wow. Oh, wow. I'd have to say, man. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with an, well, I'm going to go with an underdog. All right, do. Food Energetics. Oh. I'm... By Steve Gagne. Uh-huh. That book it's a, it's a it's a long read. It's probably about four hundred pages, but the amount of topics and information that is covered in that book uh -huh. is absolutely phenomenal. And you're talking about everything from GMOs to the history of food and to wow. the connectedness to to the planet and just like everything and everything we're talking about and then some. It, it like yeah, it is it's deep, and cool. it even goes into some of the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of wow. the power of food and how it actually influences us on those levels as well. Mm -hmm. And kind of understanding the difference between, for example, when you have like root vegetables, the difference in energy compared to like green leafy veggies, uh -huh. you think about the roots, unlike carrots or potatoes, mm -hmm. they're grounding. They, they make us feel sustained and, and heavy oh. as opposed to the leafy veggies where they're kind of reaching towards the sky. They're kind of airy. They're oh, kind of interesting. free. You yeah. know what I mean? You see the difference? So when Absolutely. you look at it in that aspect, and I kind of, I kind of put a little bit of that in my book as well, but uh -huh. I, I, I got a lot of the inspiration to include that in my book and to include that in our conversation from uh -huh. that book, Food Energetics by Steve Gagne. It's, it's some powerful stuff. It really goes into detail about how the food you eat mm -hmm. has, has energetic qualities underneath the physical properties. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Fantastic. So what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? Start with small steps, whatever it may be. If you mm. want to start an urban garden, do it. Get yeah. get some pots, get some potting soil. If you live in an apartment, make it happen. If you have the space, get rid of that grass and plant some seeds, get some transplants down there, uh -huh. some heirloom, you know, not the yeah. genetic modified hybrid stuff, but, you know, some good stuff, quality. Get to know your, your local farmers. Mm. Because when you know, when you have a relationship with your community, we mm -hmm. can build, we can rebuild our communities and we can get, we can, we can get people to stop buying 
produce at Walmart. And we, yeah. you know, we could stop all this, this genetic modified mass produced garbage and get people to know who the people in their community are that are, they have these small organic local farms yeah. and buy from them and grow from that because then we can, we can, we can support our own agriculture and mm-hmm. that's where we need to be at this point. You know, that's what, I, that's what I think. Perfect. I couldn't set it better myself. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your experience with us today, Michael. It's been a treat chatting with you. Greg, likewise, <clears throat> really has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So how can our listeners get a hold of you, find your book, uh, connect with you if they want coaching? Yeah, definitely. The easiest place to find me, you can find my book, you can find my, um, you can connect with me on my social media. On my website would be the easiest way, and that's michaeltemez.com. That's just basically my name. That's Michael Temez. Last name is T-A-M-E-Z, mm-hmm. michaeltemez.com. I got my book there, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Kobo, iTunes. Uh, it's in an ebook. It's in a regular paperback format. I have an incredible newsletter. All the articles that I write, on my uh, on my blog and mm-hmm. in my newsletter are 100% organic, written by me. I don't use ghostwriters. I don't hire anybody to do my content. I do everything myself. Nice. That's what makes my blog and my website so unique. Everything is 100% generated from me and me only. Perfect. No, it's michaeltemez.com. And a prolific writer. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.